I turned 40 this year, so I had to lift the, the stand up so I could read my words here. Uh, I'm not yet going to put the glasses on, but... Also, um, today, Gina and I celebrate 18 years of marriage, and so I told her... <laughs> Thanks. I said, I, you don't really have the money to give you anything big right now. She's like, it's okay, just keep the sermon short and we'll call that a gift. <laughs> so, we'll start the timer. <laughs> I know my boys are watching that clock. But for real, I, I could go on and on about just stories with the graduates, um, talking about the great memories we have. And like those of you who stood, I have also had times to teach and mentor them. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've met with them and I've asked, what would you like to hear on Senior Sunday? If you could choose what I preached about, what scripture, what topic do you think you need to hear going forward in your future? And I got three really good responses that just totally set up the sermon. So if you don't like it, blame them. No. <clears throat> of course, they pick scripture. And God doesn't go wrong on that, so take it up with him. Because here's the deal. Every graduate, not just y'all, but across the world, just finished a huge milestone, and now they're thinking, now what? I remember my first now what moment. You know, when we're all born, we have to take our first breath of air just seconds after leaving the womb. It's like, okay, mom, you pushed me out. Now what? Well, we're born to breathe oxygen, and so taking that first breath of God's life-giving oxygen that he created is that first moment of trust. We gotta trust God that that breath is gonna be there. But that's not the now what moment that I remember. <laughs> no, um, one that really stands out to me, I was 15 and my dad took me to Mexico to scuba dive. And he taught me that I had to, to trust and that when he put a tank on my back and I jumped in the ocean, I had to take a breath underwater. And when you jump in at first moment, you're thinking, now what? Well, you gotta trust that your father knows what he's talking about when he says that you can breathe underwater as long as you have your scuba gear on. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, scuba. But it's terrifying. You know, I mean, I spent 15 years practicing breathing air, and now you're telling me to go back and breathe underwater? I, I don't know. But when you finally do trust, like I did, it opens up a whole new world where you can enjoy what's around you. And for me, it was 30 minutes of bliss underwater with the most beautiful fish in a beautiful coral reef in Cozumel. I guess the verdict's still out on whether or not I got enough oxygen to avoid brain damage, but... <laughs> Graduating high school is kind of like that big now what moment. 
but you're not alone. I mean, all of us have been there, right? Think about your life. Have you had any big now what moments? I know for me, I've asked a lot lately. A lot of those times in my life, especially with the last couple of years, have been, okay, now what? Can you relate? You're not alone. Life brings joy and pain. I mean, it's guaranteed. And some now what moments are going to creep up and knock you down. Such as uh, for parents, letting a child go. Or right after a divorce. Or a scary diagnosis can really be a now what moment. Losing your job. Now what? Graduating. Moving schools. Moving towns. Getting dumped. Or maybe you just retired and you're like, now what? Or maybe you've been forced into retirement. Or maybe you've been looking forward to something and then you got left out. Now what? You see, life's biggest struggles are going to, biggest losses are going to leave you asking this question. So, a few years ago when I first came to Shiloh, my big first event was the Shiloh Fall Retreat, the Student Ministry Fall Retreat. And so, y'all probably remember that, Prestiges. We, we went to uh, Lakeview Baptist Camp over in Lone Star. And I said, what do y'all got for us that can unify us? And they said, well, you can go down the zip line for $25 a person. I said, that's great. So I told the youth group, we're going to go down the zip line. And they're like, what's that? Well, see that big tower out there? Well, you're going to climb up with only a harness and a carabiner, and you're going to strap into a little wire that's going to carry you all the way down that. <sighs> now what, right? So they, we get up one by one, me included, and we climb this huge tower overlooking this big ravine. And one by one, we cheer each other on. And I remember getting up there to the very top and thinking, I can, I can just go back. I, I mean, I'm old and, and they're going to forgive me. But <laughs> no, no. I've got to prove it to them that I'm willing to go with them. And so I look down and I have my big now what moment. You know, graduation is kind of like stepping off that ledge. It's a choice. You've got to really jump out in faith. And once you've started, there's no turning back. Because adulthood's going to hit you. And it's a great thing, and it's also scary. Think about last Sunday when Gary preached on uh, Joseph from Genesis. He had a ton of now what moments, if you remember. First, he starts off with, he gets this favor by his dad and beautiful coat, and he's loving it. But his brothers aren't, and so they throw him into a pit and ready to kill him. But all of a sudden, no, they'd rather make some money off him, so they sell him to slavery. Then he's given a rich man's estate and, at the same time, seduced by his wife. Then he's thrown into prison because he's falsely accused, given a gift from God of interpreting dreams, given control over all of Egypt's food during a seven-year famine, and then the ultimate moment 
that we focused on where his brothers needed his help, didn't even know it was him, and he had the opportunity to punish them for all of the grief they gave him. Now what? But we know. We know what he did. In all the moments, Joseph trusted God. And look what it did. Look what happened. God did so many things through his faith and through his trust. Now, not all now what moments are scary. The now what moments where sometimes you can get a holy surprise are great, but they're also terrifying. Sometimes they can be hard to react to. Like graduation is such a great accomplishment, right? But the mystery of what happens next, that's pretty tough. Or maybe um, you've just been given a big gift of money. That can be hard to know what to do. Or a job promotion. Or maybe you've gained a sudden popularity in your new circle. Or maybe someone proposes to you out of nowhere. And these are all things that we can all raise our hands. Some of us have been through that. And it's like a great thing, but it's also terrifying to know what to do. Now what moments bring feelings of both terror and wonder? But take heart, I've got good news. And this is where your advice comes in, your scriptures you've picked. See, in the now what moments, it's not about who or what or where. It's about how you react. Let me say that again. In your big now what moments, it's not about who or what or where, but it's about how you react. In 1 Peter 3, 1-3, Peter promises that God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need. And I believe that's the how. And for those of us in Christ, everything we need is found in Jesus. You see, in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, the writer says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. <clears throat> in all your ways, submit to him and he will direct your path. And Bryson, I appreciate you reading that. Because the answer to our fear in these now what moments lies in the first word of this verse, trust. But let me ask you, do you trust God with all your heart? And when it's hard to understand what's going on, do you lean on your understanding? It would be easy to just let the fear of the unknown creep in and win. But trusting God is that first step in fighting that battle. Secondly, James 1.5 tells us that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Um, one of the other things I asked was a former SSM student who graduated a few years ago, what advice that she would give to herself when she graduated. And much like what we just read, her advice says, listen to the promptings of God because it can change your life. What great advice. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a now what moment, 
you can't necessarily know what God would want you to do. You just have to have faith and jump out. And it's not until you're in the thick of it that you have to say, okay, God, what is your wisdom in this situation? And he will give it to you. He says freely because there's plenty of it. Isn't that great news? See, when you start by trusting God, be sure to ask God that after you trust him, you'd still need that wisdom as you move forward. Another piece of advice from a former student to those of you who are leaving home, if you have, she says, if you have options on where to go to church, feel free to explore, but check things out biblically. Galatians 5.22, and we all know this by heart. We grew up singing it. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's hard to forget that. Against such things, there is no law. Talk about a laundry list of how-tos. I mean, if you're one of those that needs a checklist to know how to complete something you're new to, this is a great thing to run through as a filter for each step after you respond to a now what moment. For example, love. You might ask yourself, okay, what does Jesus' love look like in this situation? Joy. How can I have the joy of the Lord or peace? Am I leaning into the peace of God that passes all understanding? Patience. What is the patient response here? Waiting, right? That's one of the hardest ones. Or maybe kindness. How can I show kindness despite my fear? Goodness. Is God's goodness still evident in this situation? Showing faithfulness. Is this a matter of faithfulness? And if so, what does faithfulness look like in this situation? Gentle. Am I being gentle with others? Or sometimes it's, am I being gentle with myself? And finally, self-control. What would Jesus do in this situation to show self-control? If you think about it, each moment, each now what moment, you can apply these fruits of the Spirit and God will give you the answers that you need to move forward in faith and trust. Parents, I know that was hard, and it's not over. Reading and saying an audio blessing to your child is so good. And I could hear the quivering voice as you have to let go. But just remember, your big now what moment Proverbs says, trust the Lord. And they're not going to remember everything that you've ever taught them, and they're not even going to do everything that you've told them to do. But you can trust the Lord that he's guiding them because he says he would when they trust him. And the faith that you've instilled in them will stand strong. And I feel so confident 
in these four grads that you have done a great job with them, and he will bless them. Just listen to this final piece of great advice from that former student who's talking about after going off to gradu after graduation. She says, do not compromise your faith to make someone else feel comfortable. You can do it more subtly, but do not give up your faith, she says. That's students that you raised. And we can trust that these students as well will have that faith and stick to it. To summarize, trust God, ask him for wisdom, and rely on the fruits of the Spirit. In all your now what moments, when you trust him, you'll see that blessing comes from those. And I want to give you two things that I promise, I believe if you do those things, these blessings will follow. They may not look exactly like what you think they will, but over time, you'll develop faithfulness and fruitfulness. You see, faithfulness happens over time as you follow Jesus despite the testing of your faith, those now what moments where you've got to just trust. And over time, it develops persevering faith. And fruitfulness is the evidence of that faith as we work out our salvation through our actions you will develop fruitfulness faithfulness and fruitfulness are two blessings invaluable better than any scholarship better than any marriage better than any job these two things will guide you the rest of your life so now what it's your turn how are you going to react today to God's prompting, to his spirit? And if you're listening today and you have not made Jesus Lord of your life and followed him in baptism, trust God and he will direct you, he says. For those of us who've already done that, this applies to us as well. Are you trusting God? Are you living by the fruits of the spirit? And which fruits of the Spirit do you need prayers for? I know that we can all check off a few of these. In a moment, we're going to have the elders and their wives go to the back, and we want to encourage and invite you, if that, you, whether you need prayer, you're ready to give Jesus your life, or whatever it is that you need, we want you to let one of us know while we stand and sing.